Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am Scott and happy to be joined by our good friend, Dean. Dean, how are you? I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me on again. This is, uh, I'm already excited. Dean, you've been on this podcast so much, you are truly, it's like you're a host. You're, it's like you're a regular host. You know, maybe I can add it to my autobiography when I write that someday. You know, I, I was a part-time host of this podcast. It's interesting because every time I read anybody's autobiography, I think it's good, but Dean should really write one. <laughs> you know what I think every time I see an autobiography? The fact that Charles Barkley claimed to be misquoted in his. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and with that, the episode is underway. <laughs> the first episode of December 2020. Uh, Dean, as you know, we're beginning every episode in this difficult year by checking in. I want to ask how you doing, how you holding up, and uh, are you able to enjoy any of the traditions of the holiday season? You know, it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here. And uh, I could have said that if we were talking on November 3rd, because uh, we broke some tradition and decided to put up one of our, we always put up two Christmas trees. One is artificial, one is real. And we put up the artificial one on November 1st. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, have, we have tried to engage the holiday season. It will be a different holiday season, um, but it doesn't mean it won't be special. And it doesn't mean it won't be memorable. And sure. we are going to make memories and, and you know, build family time and enjoy everything that we can. Uh, so, yeah, we're, 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 you know, we had a turkey. It still looked like Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, uh, we got a tree, so it'll still look like Christmas. So um, my son's 10 now, and he is loving it. He loved that we put up decorations early. He helped, which was fine. Uh, mm -hmm. He doesn't always want to help. <laughs> Sometimes he just wants to watch. Um, but he was excited. I'm excited. So, you know, we're, we're, we're doing our best over here. How about you? I'm doing okay. It's interesting because I have seen just driving around over the past couple of days, the number of cars with Christmas trees strapped to the roof seems way higher this year at this point in the month than previous years. I think people are eager to embrace the holidays, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever they're celebrating, they're wanting it more than ever. And I think I, I, I understand that. I mean, this has been a difficult year, so I enjoyed Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to the holidays now. I think we need it more than ever. I agree with you. Yeah, we we um we usually go and uh, we do celebrate Christmas. We usually go and uh, cut down a tree the weekend after, like the weekend of Thanksgiving, either that Friday or Saturday. Um, the place that we go, as everything else in 2020, felt different, looked different, uh, ran differently this year. And we actually went the Saturday before Thanksgiving mm -hmm. um, because the way they did it this year, you had to sign up in a time slot. Right. They were trying to control the flow of people, and so. The weekend of Thanksgiving was nearly sold out. Uh, and so we decided the Saturday before, hey, let, let's go for it. Because Thanksgiving was kind of late this year, right? I mean, it was... What, it did the, seem late. So it felt a little bit later than normal. So we're like, all right, you know, if we go do it the Saturday before, it's still in the 20s. And that seems like a reasonable time to cut that. I think the tree can last five weeks. So, um, yeah, we're, we're still trying to stick with family tradition and make Good. new memories. But uh, like everything else this year, at least since March, it, it was just functioning differently. So my next question for you, and it ties into the theme of tonight's episode is this, have you begun your holiday shopping? I am nearly done with my holiday shopping. Wow. Good for you. That's impressive. Yeah, I, I, I need to buy for uh, my favorite co-host, Scott. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and my other favorite co-host, Paul, just in case he listens. And uh, no, I, I need to get something for my parents and I need to get something else for my wife. And, and 
I am I am laughing over here to myself saying that I'm done with shopping because um, my wife does the vast majority of our <laughs> shop and she got an early jump on it. Uh, maybe one of the benefits of working from home for everybody is you feel a little less guilty sort of uh, on your personal break time at work, like doing that kind of thing. For I, sure. I, where she, you know, working in a school, I think she doesn't have as much feel for the freedom to go and, and do a little online shopping. But uh, the, the Amazon guys, this is not an exaggeration. There was a time, uh, we have a relatively long driveway. There was an Amazon truck in our driveway. There was a prime truck that pulled up and blocked our driveway. And there was an additional, a third Amazon, you know, second Amazon truck, third truck in total in the end of our cul-de-sac waiting to pull up to our house all, <laughs> all at the same time. We literally had three deliveries coming at the same time. So, uh, and Jeff Bezos was next door saying, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's yeah, amazing about of, these Amazon shopping. What's that, Dean? We did a lot of internet shopping. We're, we're usually Black Friday people. I'll get yeah. out there you know, and, and do some Black Friday shopping, but uh, not this year. No, I didn't. I did not go out for Black Friday, but I have done a lot of internet shopping. The New York Times is doing this whole series about what it's like being at home so much. And one of their recent articles was one in which the author said that she's addicted to internet shopping and how it's so <laughs> much a part of what we do nowadays because you need it more than ever. You need distractions. Well, and, and the ability to one click is really, really scary. It is. Right? At least when you have to go to a store, you got to take your wallet out or open up your purse and, and actually physically handle the cash or grab the, the card or, or use your phone even right. if you use an Apple Pay or Samsung Pay or something. There's a physical activity that goes along with paying. There's something about just clicking a button that makes it feel like it came for free. Yeah. <laughs> and that's scary because then at the end of the month, you're like, oh, when did I do that? Right. What's this $5,000 Amazon charge? <laughs> yeah. But it's not it, it, much like a Disney upgrade. It's never 5,000 at once. It's, it's all the upgrade charges, you know, that's true. A, a little bit here, a little bit there. And then all of a sudden you, you get your portfolio at the end of the hotel stay <laughs> and it was $5,000. You're like, wait, this was a, this was a $189 room night, <laughs> night room. Uh, and, and I only stayed four nights. How did it get to 5,000? <laughs> the Disney way. Yeah. Easy like to the do. Mandalorian. This is the way <laughs> it's funny. No Dean, because What's that? No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Right. We talked about internet shopping the other day. I got a delivery at my house from target. It was this massive box, this huge box. And I said to my wife, I actually have no idea what that is. <laughs> I don't even remember what I ordered. It's like one of those portable homes. It's an RV being delivered to my driveway. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's all the padding around your brand new PlayStation 5 or Xbox X. I did get the Xbox Series X, and I'm very excited. It's wow. fun. Well, I, I, I don't think my 10-year-old will listen to this, so I can tell you that I did order one as well. Yes. Uh, but I just got an email earlier today that said it was on delay. Till when? So, uh, it didn't say. It said it will come at a future date. <laughs> A little nervous about that. A little nervous because I, I it was one of those stores that did the drop, you know, on a given Thursday night at nine or whatever it was. You had to sure. log in and and it, it showed me as getting through. I got all the way to the pay. I I processed my payment. It's I got the email confirming the order, and I thought we were in good shape. And then I got the email today that said uh, delayed. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Let's let's just say nobody knows it's coming. So if it doesn't ever come. As long as I didn't have to pay for it, uh, no harm, no foul. Right, right. 
So Dean, I asked you about the shopping because the topic for tonight's episode is this. We are going to put together a sort of Disney gift wish list for our listeners. Very seasonal. Very seasonal, perfect timing. And what I thought we would do, and for our listeners, I ran it by you. So this was a (laughs) full joint effort. We put together a list of around three to four things each that are tied to Disney, Disney products, Disney themed that we would love to get as gifts for the holidays this year. Now, I'm not asking listeners to send gifts or anything like that. But you, you just want to make sure your wife subtly hears this part of the episode. <laughs> that's true. I have the episode being piped into whatever room in the house she's in now. But um, anyhow, that's the topic for tonight's episode. So do you have anything in mind as we begin? Have you thought about this? I have, and I'm going to jump right off. We, we already talked about toys and about the playing, and, and I have a 10-year-old. And so this is something I would want for myself, okay. but I would really love to enjoy with him. And it can be any of the ones that are out there, and, and they will come in price tag from you know, high single-digit dollars, maybe 10 12 15 bucks, all the way up to several hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the Disney Lego sets. Oh, yes. And in particular, you know, if you want to go for the sort of the granddaddy of mall, you want to drop the castle under my tree. Right. I'm okay with that. that. That's several thousand pieces that would take us many, many, many hours to put together. But um, we, we like doing Lego sets together. I still like Lego as a, you know, 40 something ish man. Uh, and, and I think that'd be an awesome gift. Uh, and again, it doesn't have to be the huge ones. Even some of the moderate sets are, are you know, a good target price. And it will be a lot of fun to have those kind of kits. So let me ask you this question about the Legos, because I love Legos. I'm with you, 40 years old. I I love these Legos. I'm going to, and I'll mention one set in particular I have my eyes on. But with regard to the castle, the color scheme on Cinderella Castle has changed since that set came out. So technically speaking, it's an outdated Cinderella Castle. No, no, it's retro. It's retro. I was going to ask if it bother it would, if it would bother you to get that, knowing that the color scheme has changed. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Um, but if I had my choice, I would love the the cake castle as a Lego set. I don't think <laughs> yes. that exists. I, I think someone like my podcast co-host Paul could probably figure out the right pieces and build that for you because yes. he's uber into Lego. Um, but but no, it actually wouldn't bother me. I'm, I'd be okay with that. I don't need it to be that current. Uh, Disney World and Disneyland are not museums. They are ever-changing. And so right. a fresh coat of paint would not derive any or, or detract any uh, sort of joy I would have over putting that set together. The Lego set that I love, I, and I've seen so many of these, they're great, but they came out with a line of mostly Star Wars, although they also have Iron Man, where you build the helmet. So they have the Stormtrooper helmet, Yes, I've seen TIE those. fighter pilot helmet, the Iron Man helmet, and the one I really love is the Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah no the doubt. The colors on that are awesome. I would love to yeah. build that and display it in, in my house. And, and that's where um, some of the sets that I have in mind, you know, we, we could say Disney generically, that's sort of the parent level company, but a lot of those Star Wars and Marvel sets are fantastic. Yes, they are. Uh, that, that's some of the ones I would love to be building. What is the biggest Lego set you've ever built? Um, working currently on, uh, the Harry Potter castle. Oh, the big one, the Hogwarts, the, like the, the biggest one they have. I should no, not the hugest Hogwarts castle. I I should clarify. There's one that's sort of like a, it's like a sidewall of the castle and it has the, um, the main hall. I know the one you're talking about. That's a great set. I, I don't have that, but I know what you're talking about. They've released some new Harry Potter sets, which are really awesome, including uh, four Privet Drive. 
has its own set now and Dying on Alley, which is $400, but looks unbelievable. Oof. I, I would take I, that. I, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Wrong theme park, but still well in the, the realm of what we're talking about. Do you spend a lot of time missing Universal as well? Or do, when you think about going back to Orlando, do you just think Disney and then Universal is a secondary thought? Or do you look it, at it one and the same? You're not going to believe this. If if you told me like right now, Dean, you could sneak down for a weekend, promise you COVID free and everything will be safe. I'd go to Universal right now. Arguably the most significant statement made in the history of the Stuff We Love podcast <laughs> was just made. Yeah. Why? Yeah. No, Why do you say it, Universal? It, it is not a knock on Disney. My last trip, uh, we did both in, in 2019 and a cruise. Yeah, it was a ridiculously long vacation. Great um, trip. Yeah, it was. We did we did some Disney World to start, did the cruise, and then finished up with a couple nights at Universal. I say that because the world, the life, the everything going on right now is very stressful. Even just the fact that I don't leave the house very often is stressful, mm-hmm. which sounds contradictory, but it's true. And I think you understand what I mean. Absolutely. Um, a Disney trip is, is fantastic. I love a Disney trip. I love a longer Disney trip. But if I was just going to escape and just have that couple of days away, there's less stress in the planning going to a universal trip on a short trip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all right there. I don't worry too much about the logistics of travel. The restaurants are not as hard to get into. I have my favorites that I would go to. Right. I feel a lot less stress at their theme parks because at Disney, I have so many like must-dos. Right, but but and that's the problem I have with Disney restaurants is there, I have so many must do restaurants on a trip that sure. I have to go you know so many days because the first several are just ticking off the ones that I want to go back to, and at Universal my must dos just because there's only two parks and well three if you count the water park, um, my must dos are smaller, um, my restaurant must dos are shorter, and so I feel less stress going there and so I just want like a stress free give me a couple nights at the hard rock. I'll enjoy the pool. I'll go to the kitchen, right? Pop over and, and I'll, I'll do some Harry Potter. If I do anything else in the park, that's bonus. Um, and it would be relaxing. And I just need a couple of days of relaxing. The way universal studios is physically designed lends itself to a more relaxing trip experience. Yes. Things are, you know, you have the theme parks right next to each other, city walk next to that and the hotels surrounding that area. It's logistically very easy to get around and that makes it a more stress-free experience. Yeah, and, and just the concept of uh, some of the Disney stuff of you know planning your fast passes versus having Express Pass, uh, arguing over Rise of the Resistance and how that shows up in your day and, and changes everything. Like, I, I'm not knocking it. Okay, they are a much bigger situation. It's a much more uh, robust vacation going right. to Disney. There's a lot more to do, and I love it. I absolutely love it. But I, when I think about like like the trip I would take right now, even above the theme park, I would love to pop over the Atlantis and the Bahamas for a couple of nights. Give me like your escapism. Yeah. I just need a little bit of escape. And, and I feel like for a short week, you know, for a short trip, maybe a long weekend type trip, a little escape down to, uh, down to universal Orlando or over the Atlantis would be like, that. that's a, that's a must do first trip. Once I feel safe to travel again. Right. Where do you think would be the first place you, you go, actually, when you get back out to traveling? New York City. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a vacation for me, though. <laughs> no. no um, it's not. I, think, I actually think I probably listed the three places that our first trip would be as potential as either Walt Disney World slash Disney Cruise, um, right. Universal, or I think our most likely first trip is going to be to the Atlantis. Mm-hmm. 
great trip. I've never been, but I hear it's fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. It's um, you you can stay over near there. You don't have to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and still find places that can give you the full benefit of, of being there or you pay to get on property every day, which is how they make some money. Um, and you know, the, there's enough to do on property between, uh, what Atlantis offers and what's nearby that you can fill up a few days vacation. Right. And then if you want to see other things over on Nassau, it's, it's easy to get over to. Sure. And, and the seafood is fantastic. Seafood. Yeah. I, w- I would think it'd be good. Yeah. You, you can't get fresher conch than in Nassau. Before we uh, get to my gift uh, and my first gift on the list, I was going to say that I think that I think about when I return to Disney and or Universal or wherever I go. You know, if, if I'm taking a trip for work somewhere, what it's going to be like for me to arrive at a hotel and just think, oh, I can't believe I'm staying here because it's one thing to watch one of the YouTube vloggers take a trip <laughs> and yeah. see them check into a hotel. It's another thing to do it yourself. And it's going to be really weird because like you, Dean, I really haven't. I have not taken any trip. It's uh, I've been vacation free now for uh, well, January I took a business trip, which is before things really started shutting down. But that seems like twenty years ago. Yeah, my, my wife and I did an overnight in New York City to go see a Broadway show, and that was in January, and that was the last time I traveled. Stayed in a hotel anyway. You saw Jagged so Little Pill, right? Yeah, it was Jagged Little Pill. Good memory. Good memory. Very good memory. Fantastic show, and and they did one of the songs on the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade show. Right. Um, so two questions for you. Where, where would your first trip be uh, mentally if you were when you're ready to travel? And will you wear a mask still when you fly? Great question. Uh, it's going to be to New York City. <laughs> no, it's um, same problem. <laughs> I would say the first trip would be uh, would certainly probably be Florida because I go there so much for pleasure and for work. It's likely to be Florida. And uh, would either be Miami or Walt Disney World, one of those two places. And basically, every time I'm in Orlando now, I'm doing something both at Walt Disney and Universal. So it's yeah. Disney World and Universal. But um, I think that's where it's going to be. And in terms of wearing a mask, uh, yes, I, I think that uh, as we look to a world in which there are going to be vaccines, and certainly seems to be headed that way starting in a couple of weeks, um, I think that it's very clear even after people get vaccinated they're still going to need to wear masks because they may not, they may be less likely to be infected with COVID, but they could still be carrying it. Right. And I think from everything I hear, that's going to be in place until the end of uh, 2021, at least. And I'll tell you, when I saw footage from the airports Thanksgiving weekend, and even though they say flying is pretty safe with regard to COVID, and I believe that because of the filtered air, when I see footage at the airports, doesn't look very safe to me. People on top of one another, no social distancing. All you need is one person not to wear their mask the right way. And boom, you have a super spreading event. So I, I will be wearing masks. I agree with you. It's it's, it's the safest way to do it. And uh, I actually, and then I promise we'll get back to the gift list, but (laughs) I have thought to myself, when will I, will I feel comfortable doing things? So in other words, let's say it's a year from now. And I happen to be in Disney World and I'm going to Disney Springs for dinner and the boathouse is packed and I've been vaccinated. And I assume a lot of the other people, will I feel comfortable? And I, I think over time, the answer is yes, but I don't know what type of time period we're talking about here. Yeah. And it's going to be experience-based too, right? I mean, if it's your first time yes. out at a place like that afterwards, it's going to feel a lot different than when you kind of ease back into it. So I, I, I still think that 
masks will stay prevalent even beyond 2021 and, right. and um for some people not for everybody you know and some people don't wear them today which is crazy to me but that's a different issue um but i, I think that the concept of social distancing may still like be part of our society for a while like mm-hmm. I, I, hopefully uh you know you always think about personal distance particularly in the summer in queue in Walt Disney World, uh, hopefully that personal distance can maintain because I think it's just a better way. Like it's, I don't want to take away any interpersonal re- relation and in and, and, uh, you know human cohorting, but at the same time, just you know, be smart about it. So I, I'm with you. Yeah, and I I can tell you that when we talk about being comfortable, I have been in situations where I've been talking to someone where both of us are wearing a mask. And maybe I was near that person for literally less than one minute. And if their mask slipped over their nose for five seconds, I get angry. And I, <laughs> I, I leave the conversation. And I'm thinking, oh, that I don't like what happened there. So yeah. if that's the way I feel now, I think it's going to take quite a while for me to feel comfortable being in uh, the boathouse for a dinner on a Saturday <laughs> night. I agree with you. And, and you know, what? I'm going to redirect us back to the gifts. And I'm going to tell you my second one before you get to put your first one in, because this I was, would love that. Uh, what was on my list? And there's some great ones out there. And my wife became a mask maker. So she's oh. designed some for me. So I have a Muppet one that she made. I have a Hartford Whalers one that she made. Wow. Um, there are some really awesome Disney masks out there. And there some are. of them are made by our friends on Twitter. Some of them are from the Disney company, but that was actually on my mental list of things that I would want because we're going to be wearing masks for at least a, a good portion of 2021 and maybe into 2022 and maybe beyond. I, I don't know the answer on the end date of that yet, right. but it would be a lot more fun to wear a safely prepared and, and, and you know quality mask that is Disney themed as opposed to my white N95 mask that I wear today. So, right. Um, I'm, I'm throwing out two on you already with before you even get to one by telling you Disney masks are on my list. Before we, I, I have some questions about the Disney mask thing. And I'm going to ask you a question, which I think would benefit our listeners that may also have N95 masks. So I got one recently. The two straps on the back, is the, is the strap that's on the lower part of the mask, does that go all the way around your, your head and end up on the lower part of your... Yeah. That that's my understanding for proper wearing because you're supposed to get an anchor south and an anchor north, if you will. Right. Good not, to know. Not these folks that wear one and then have the other strap hanging around in front of their face. That just right. looks ridiculous. Exactly. So, uh, Dean, first like question. A, like a child's car seat, if it's not properly installed, it's not doing its job. It's not doing its job. That's right. So, Dean, question for you about the Disney masks. Um, are there any particular designs that you have your your sight set on? Um, yeah, I've seen some really clever ones, you know, some of the classic cartoons that have been screened out of the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our, our Twitter friends, uh, I, I like the, uh, what did it say? O- over the nose, but the, the O was the castle. So people were calling it the nays. Right. <laughs> so I actually like that one. That, that was a good one. Um, you know, there's definitely some good Star Wars masks. I like the Epcot ball design that I've seen some folks with. Yes, I it's have one of those. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know just, this, just like the outside of Spaceship Earth. The... Yeah, just like the outside of Spaceship Earth. Yeah, very um, good. As a mask. Yeah, all, all the Disney people are cringing at me right now for calling it the Epcot ball. I'm with um, you. We all do it. You know, it's, it is it is what it is. Well, let's just have fun. Uh, if that's the thing that's bothering you most today, you have a good life. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm not real picky. There's not like one I, re- if I have my heart set on, um, but it's, uh, it, it's really any of them. You know, I've had some pop in my head of things I would want, like, just sayings and slogans like uh, 
maybe maybe a good quote from the Adventurers Club right across the mask would be a lot of fun. Yes. Is there a mask? I wonder, you know how the monorail line is, please stand clear of the doors. Is there one that says, please stand clear of my face? <laughs> uh, it should. It should. Uh, it would go well with my namaste six feet away yoga shirt. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, no, I like that idea. And it's really interesting because one of the things that has happened in 2020 is not only are we wearing masks or we should be wearing masks, but the um, mask designs have become fashion statements. And it's actually yeah. kind of fun browsing around on Etsy or Shop Disney to take a look at what mask designs are out there. I get a lot of compliments. I, I do wear an N95 most of the time, but I get when I don't wear an N95, people compliment the designs on it. And around Halloween, I had some horror themed masks. Uh, nice. There's good holiday themed masks. Yeah, my, my wife did a lot of research on it. It has like the triple layer yes flannel whatever blah 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 so it's supposed to be a you know high quality resistant mask and um yeah she put together some really good ones my, my muppet one that she made is my favorite one my hartford wellers one is probably my second favorite one those are both great w what is the design for the muppets one uh it's a white background black character design just kind of sketch of different characters on it bozzy piggy kermit etc quick Muppet story earlier this year, when the NBA was playing in Walt Disney world, I talked to Robin Lopez on Twitter. I think I shared this with you. And he asked some question about, I honestly don't remember what it was, but it was something about songs from Disney movies. And I said to him, is there any song that's better from a Disney movie than the rainbow connection, which of course Muppets now Disney and so forth. And he said, no, there's not rainbow connection <laughs> is a fantastic song. No, it really is. When I started dating my wife, I played a little bit of piano and I was playing that song once, not for her, just playing it. And I was like singing along to the words because I happen to know all the words. And she's like, how do you know all the words to that song? I'm like, well, it's a great song. It, that's. I'm, I'm now questioning your wife about not knowing all the words to that song. <laughs> Who doesn't know the Rainbow <laughs> Connection lyrics? It's 2020. Yeah. Come on, we got to know this. <laughs> but uh, Dean, those are both great gift ideas and put a lot of pressure on me here to all right let's hear the top of your list and it doesn't have to be in order let's hear what's first on your list mentally first on my list mentally is actually something that i did get a little over a week ago on one of the recent episodes of the stuff we love podcast we had on lisa uh lisa is known as the castle runner and she runs a store called core memory candles and uh, basically it is a scented candle company uh, where the scents are themed to things associated with Walt Disney World. So for example, uh, I got the Polynesian scent. Uh, there are scents affiliated with associated with rides and so forth. And I have to tell you, I love these candles. They are not only um, wonderful in the aromas they create, but the packaging of the candles is very distinct. And when, when, it, when they were delivered to the house, they were beautifully packaged the design of the, um, I, if I'm using the right phrase, phraseology, the cup that holds the actual candle and the wax, it's just really a classy presentation. So that is one thing that comes to mind. I love it. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's the first thing. And I actually, I have a, uh, somebody I buy gifts for every holidays and uh, she is a big Disney fan and I will absolutely be getting a candle for her. So if you have a, Disney fan in your life, I highly recommend Core Memory Candles, and that's run by Lisa. And like I said, she was on the uh, the podcast a couple of episodes ago. Go check it out. It's a really interesting and fun episode. Does she have the orange grove scent? I believe she does, yes. Does she have the musty water scent from Pirates? I believe she does. 
Really? Yes. Okay, now I got to check this out. I don't think I want to burn that one in my house, by the way, but I, I just like that she has that because Disney fans would know that. Absolutely would know that. And since we're talking about it, the uh, way to access her store, you go to thecastlerun.com slash shop, and it takes you to um, Core Memory Candles. So it's very good stuff. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. And Dean, you want me to do another? Since uh, I, I do, because you're going to have to hold the show down for a while while I bring up that website. Enjoy. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention is this. If you follow what's going on in retail closely, you would know that the hottest product other than the video game systems for this season are anything affiliated with Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is big right now. And uh, there are many cool products associated with Baby Yoda. But for me, what stands out are these Funko vinyl figures. I love Funkos. They're so much fun (laughs) those ones yes exactly and uh i actually when they released their first baby yoda figure or the child i should say uh, i'm not going to spoil say anything else at risk of causing a spoiler alert but i um i pre-ordered it i got it i have it on display in my house it's adorable of course and they've come out with some really cool designs uh for new figures so uh, for me that is one of my gift recommendations they bring I never get tired of seeing Baby Yoda. No matter what I, what, oh, no. what the child is doing, I want to see it, and I want a statue of it naughty. in my house. They do have Orange Grove. I see it here. Yeah, even, yes. even when he's a little naughty, he still can get away with it because he's Baby absolutely. Yoda. Beast so, Castle. That's an interesting one. Which one? Beast Castle. Yes, I don't. I don't. I didn't have that one, but that's on my list to order. Fall of Rome. Yes, I love this. This is cool. All yes, right, sorry. who's up? Um. I think you are. I've done two. You've done two. So you are next. I got one for you. I got one for you. And this one came to mind. um, And and this is something that's not always available that I know of, but is certainly traditionally available a couple of times a year. And you can get it online, but it's more fun to get at Walt Disney World. Okay. That is the themed Run Disney sneakers. Wow. I believe they're New Balance, and they used to be put out by, I think they were put out by a different company before, but they may have always been New Balance, so don't, don't hold me to that. I don't remember the full history. Um, but they will run different sneakers, pun intended, uh, based on the theme of the race. And uh, I don't think I would ever run in them. Number one, uh, pro tip, uh, don't ever buy the sneakers like the day or day before you're going to go run the race and then try to run in them. You need to break them in first. Good point. And number two, I am, uh, for those who do run, I am a, a very severe overpronator, so I could not run in like a regular uh, control shoe. I, I need a, a full-on. The, the ones I run in are called Brooks Beasts. Uh, and, Brooks. And I think that, yeah, Brooks have fantastic running shoes, and the Beasts have like such good uh, control for your ankle. Um, right. But the, the themes of these shoes are fantastic, and really run Disney gear in general, and and, and you can see me right now. I am in a, a Run Disney t-shirt, yes. uh, which is part of what made me remember that I, I would want more of run, the Run Disney swag. Um, now, I would never buy a medal or a race t-shirt of a race I didn't run. So that's not what I'm talking about here. This is more the generic Run Disney line and then the theme sneakers that go along with it. But a uh, big Run Disney fan, been doing their races for, let's see, my first one was 13 years ago now. Wow. And, and they they organize a great race. Um, it's It's very crowded at times so that can get frustrating it's disney races are not really the ideal races to try to set your your personal best times when you're running um but you know sh- short of that uh the experience is fantastic so 
uh, it's fun to have the commemorative um, gear, whether it's shirt, right. tech shirts, sneakers, pants, hats, etc. All that stuff is fun. One question about the sneakers, because I've I could I, I know I've seen them, but it's not ringing clear to me now. Do they actually say "Run Disney" on the outside? Yeah, they do. They will, and they'll be color schemed. I've seen some at least that I don't know if they all say "Run Disney," but I've definitely seen ones that do, and they'll be color schemed according to that race's uh, that race's style or that race's um, theme, if you will. So they're they're just fun. It's a, it's a way to incorporate Disney into your gear without right. being like, "Hey, I'm the Disney billboard." <laughs> Right, right. I'm not sure if you mentioned this. And when you sign up for a Run Disney race, do you have the opportunity to purchase the sneakers online? Is that? I haven't seen it that way. I haven't done a race in, in a couple of years now. Um, but when I was doing them before, it was more like at the expo, or there'd yes. be like a, a, a pre-sale, and then you'd pick them up at the expo. Got it. Um, and they've done that with pins. They've done that with with some of the shirts. Um, there was one race I did where I, I really wanted the. It was an inaugural ten uh, miler. And then uh, somehow, like through however many layers of proofing they have for Disney merch, they got all the way through the proofing that the word inaugural was spelled incorrectly. <laughs> so wow. they literally pulled it off the shelf uh, at the expo. Um, so, you know, sometimes they make mistakes and you do have to order and wait for them to be delivered. But as That's far like as I know, yeah, the sneakers are still a pretty hot item. So it's uh, they're not easy to get. Then it becomes like the Bo Jackson error card worth a lot of money. I'm glad you referenced Bo Jackson and not Billy Ripken. That's a different issue. <laughs> yes, that's right. I think you know that one. I can tell by your reaction, you know that one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that uh, Dean, that's a great choice. I love that. And that was when I think about the Disney products, those sneakers do not come to mind right away. But I, I think that's a great, uh, great choice. Uh, so for my next choice, and actually I will say I had four, but one of them was the Lego Boba Fett. So <laughs> I incorporated that into your uh, your Lego yes. choice. Good one. But Here's what I would say. On Shop Disney, they have a pretty big selection of art for the home and Disney-themed signs. And sometimes you could be in the theme parks, and I think it's still this way. I don't know for sure because I haven't been there in a while. But if you go to the Art of Disney store, they sell a lot of cool signs for display in the house. Yes. So, for example, there's one for the great movie ride which I love and I really want. There's one for the Enchanted Tiki Room. There's one that is the uh, vintage entrance sign to Disneyland. So in other words, there are some really cool artistic pieces that are a bit on the pricier side. So you're looking at between $100 and $150 or so, but they're things you literally hang on the wall and they're display pieces. And that's something that I would love to get. I have a room in my house that is a Disney-themed room and I have a lot of cool stuff on there, some of which comes directly from Shop Disney. And uh, I have one sign which they no longer sell for Casey's Corner. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. A, a funny story about that. That used to be in my office when I would have an office to go to. Remember and, those days? <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. And one day some guy came into my office, saw the Casey's Corner sign and said, oh, I had lunch there yesterday. He had just flown up from a trip that the, the night before. That's but awesome. um, I like that stuff because for me, when I see it, it instantly takes me to Disney World in my mind. And um, that to me is a cool gift to get someone for the holidays. If they're a Disney fan, if they're not a Disney fan, you don't want to get them a great movie right yeah, side. Yeah, doesn't hold up as well. Get them the Bo Jackson error card or something. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's great, and it, and it ties into one of the things I was thinking of is is really just any any retro merch, any retro like Disney stuff, and even some of the um oh I can't even remember the name of the website now. I remember there's like for a while they were selling like old Dune buggies and things like that. 
you can get like a monorail car delivered to your house. Like there, there's, there's just some of that yes. crazy stuff. The, I mean, theme park connection, I think is the yes. store that would sell it. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, that was, it, it jumped, it's not on my official list. It's, it's sort of my extra on the list because, it, but your, your conversation made me think of it because it's, it's one of those things where, like you said, if it's something that's small enough, it can go in your office. It really makes a great conversation piece. Right. Um, you know, someone will, if it's oddball, someone will probably ask about it. It like what you had, maybe you make a connection over it. And that kind of stuff goes a long way um, to, to building some of those personal connections with coworkers. You know, um, something my company has been doing lately with my team, I should say, when we do our monthly team meeting, we, we have to put up, uh, we, we started a 10 things you should know about me type thing. Right. And of course, when I did mine, um, a lot of it was Disney related, you know, but a lot of my coworkers didn't know I owned a travel agency. A lot of them didn't know I got married down there. So you just, you kind of put that stuff out there. And then I had people following up afterwards, like, Oh, I love Disney too. And so now like, you know, it's my Disney buddy at work and things like that. So those kind having that kind of either a little bit of swag, a little bit of uh, collectible or, or just signage, like you're mentioning, uh, and art, Disney art, I think, is, yes. a, is a fantastic gift to give someone who's a Disney fan. Um, that stuff goes a long way to, to making those conversations happen. Yeah, it's really very cool. And and something else that I would recommend if you're interested in getting into the Disney art scene, it doesn't have to be a, a large piece. So they sell down at, I, I'm in particular, I'm thinking at Disney Springs in the marketplace area. You could buy postcard size versions of some of the larger pieces of Disney art. And yeah. you, you put them, you know, each of these postcards, let's say, in a small frame. And you do a gallery wall in your house of cool images related to Disney. I have one where, you know, get a few Haunted Mansion things, a small world, a castle, scenes from a couple of Disney films. It really makes for a uh, a relaxing and fun thing to put on display in your house. Yeah. And when you're having a, a stressful day, you kind of walk by, you look at it, and it, and sure. it resets the mood a little bit. It's great. Absolutely. Um, so that is my next one. Uh, Dean, uh, do you have any others for the list tonight? I have breaking news. Tell me. You might know this already, but I, I just got a text from uh, from my wife. Star Wars Kenobi is set to begin filming. Uh, very exciting because that I really I did not know that, and my heart is pounding. So I need a second to compose <laughs> myself. Um, I would say that uh, that show was one of the most anticipated shows for me, at least when it came to Disney Plus. And a lot of fans were disappointed when it was announced that it was delayed. Yeah. So to know that it's getting ready to begin filming is very exciting. Cause I think that I mean, we're still probably what nine to 12 months before seeing anything, if not more, but that's true. Just the fact that it's going into production is huge. That is true. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt, but breaking news is breaking news. You got breaking news is, is, is big. So, ne- next on my list is something that we tend to do every year. And uh, well, when we, when we go to Walt Disney world every year, um, if we get, you know, whatever year we do make it to Walt Disney world, we Dean, do. can I say one thing real quick? I was just thinking yeah. to myself, if there's ever a documentary about the history of the stuff we love podcast, I'm going to be on air saying sometimes when you're recording unexpected things happen and you just have to go with it. I'll never forget when <laughs> Dean broke the news on the air. <laughs> Kenobi was back into production. <laughs> It's huge, man. It's huge. This is where you put the stuff in the outtakes and you can get away with it. I said to my staff that we got to get it together and, and just keep, you know, adjust. You're ever clumped right now. I, be- I better take over here. I think I'm going to leave this in the show, by the way. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Dean, go ahead with your, your gift. This is great. Yeah. So, so what, one of the, our, tra- it's kind of like a family tradition and it comes out every year, this time of year. Um, for us, it comes out of the basement. And that is we tend to get, Disney decorations for Christmas, in mm. particular ornaments. So we have, uh, uh, and the stuff we have now is 
I don't see it down there anymore. I think it's a little bit more of a, a classic set at this point, but um, I can only describe it as sort of Victorian. I was looking at my phone to find a picture to show you off the texture one later when I can take one. Yeah. Um, but we have the stockings, uh, we have the, the tree skirt, and we have some of the ornaments. And it, it, when I sh show you the picture, it'll make more sense the way I'm describing it. But the stuff we have almost fit, is like it would fit in the Grand Floridian. It's, it's kind of that design. Right. Um, but the ornaments on our tree, we tend to pick up something to try to commemorate the year or maybe a new character or a movie that came out that year to remember that year by, you know, something like that. So um, like if they had a soul ornament, we'd grab that for this year because that's a right. movie that's going to come out in 2020 particularly on Christmas this year. So update your Disney Plus subscription accordingly. Yes. Um, so that that's something I really do miss that we didn't get to do this year is pick up Disney Christmas decorations that we would uh, incorporate into what we do in our house. So mm -hmm. um, it it would still be something I would look on on Shop Disney and maybe order something. And I, and I haven't done that yet, but maybe I will in the next couple of days and see if we can get something here before Christmas. Yeah. Um, just to get something for 2020 because we do tend to have an annual trip I, I don't remember the last year we didn't maybe maybe 2014 i think is the last year we didn't go to walt disney world um yeah i can't remember i'd have to look back but um it's, it's just you know it, it's a, another way again another way to kind of commemorate the trip and give you a little memory and then for us it's a little bit of a collection too when you are in walt disney world shopping for the ornaments is there a store you like to go to i know they there's one in disney springs and there's one in the magic kingdom yes, the, the, no the i like the disney springs christmas shop that, mm -hmm. that's our favorite one the one in magic kingdom's fine too i tend to not be in that mindset when i'm in the theme park though right whereas you know what we'll, we'll make it like a, a destination hey let's go to disney springs grab a little lunch at wolfgang puck express when it existed and and go over to the christmas shop and then my son always wants to go to goofy's candy shop and yes. you know we have our kind of like going to the theme park where you have your happy haunts of, of rides you need to do every time we have that stores down in, in disney springs and then we go see all the new stuff right, <laughs> but, right. But those are always must do's and that christmas shop is a definite must do for us down there i think that's great because it allows you to incorporate your love of disney into the holidays and yeah. uh any way to do that's great um I, I love that idea. So that's a that's a good gift selection for you, Dean. Thanks. Um, I'm thinking of because, like I said, I completed my list because the Lego Boba Fett was the fourth one. But <laughs> I will um, throw two more quick ones in there. One of them is kind of obvious. I think most Disney fans have this already, but that is a Disney Plus subscription. And when you mentioned Soul on Christmas Day, uh, that kind of got me thinking about that. Speaking of breaking news, one of them, what could end up being one of the most significant announcements in movie history was made earlier today by Warner Brothers when they announced that all of their movies for 2021 are going to be released simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max the day of release. Wow, and um, this year on Christmas, when Disney releases Soul and Warner Brothers releases Wonder Woman on HBO Max, is really one of the first moments where that has happened. And... Um, to me, I think that it's not necessarily indicative of a permanent change versus something that they need to do in light of where we are in the world with this pandemic. But the question is, are movie theaters going to survive? And is it the start of what will end up being permanent just because there's not going to be movie theaters left? All, I'm, I'm kind of rambling on, but I guess I'm saying that if you, depending on what happens with movie theaters in the future, it's good to have streaming services and Disney plus as Disney fans, we love it. It's one of the best. And, uh, we know Soul is coming out. Who knows what's going to be with Black Widow and some of these other Disney movies that are due for release. So if you don't have Disney Plus, getting it as a gift 
is a good thing to do. And then well, the, and you can add on your yeah. ESPN Plus and your Hulu. So if you have either of those already, then putting it all together in a package helps defray the cost. Do you watch Peyton Manning show on ESPN Plus? Never. I always tell myself I'm going to, and I'm aware of it, and I always see the update for the newest episode, and I never get around to watching it. It looks fun, but I don't. I haven't seen it. Yeah, same. I like ESPN Plus, though. I, I do have it. And then I, my other question for you, uh, br- bridging back to the Hulu reference, is um, you said that the, the announcement came out by the Warner Brothers. I was wondering if the Warner Sister Dot was also part of that announcement. <laughs> did, did I say the Warner Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Am I missing part of the joke? <laughs> I don't know if you're an Animaniacs fan, but no, uh, I'm not. So I that's that's it went over okay. my head. Oh it, man! So Animaniacs was out in the early '90s, and it has been rebooted. Yes. On, uh, on Hulu, and so I was not a Hulu guy, but I already had the ESPN Plus subscription, and then when Disney Plus became a thing, we signed up for that right away, and then all of a sudden they bundled it with Hulu, and I ended up getting Hulu for like. A dollar thirty-eight a month or something like that because Can't I beat that. ESPN and, and Disney Plus, um, and my son watches Animaniacs, the, the old ones and the new ones on Hulu, and uh, yeah. So the, the 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 story, the theme song there, and the story there is the uh, the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot and, and what got they it. Do in the movie lot. So it's a fun fun cartoon. You should watch it. Went over my head with that one, but I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, uh, the last thing I'll mention by way of gifts is um, I don't have any of these and I was looking online at Shop Disney to get them, but wasn't really happy with the selection and that's spirit jerseys. I happen to like the look of spirit jerseys. There are some cool ones on Shop Disney, a few Star Wars themed ones, but to me, I think they have way more of a selection in the theme parks from what I see on YouTube from the vloggers yeah, that are there. It's so, yeah, so I um, I don't have any, but if you're into that and you like the designs, that is a good gift option. I like it. I like it. And, and you can just bridge that out to really any Disney wear. Sure. Um, I know in, in my house, Disney pajamas go a long way. So uh, I don't personally have, well, actually, I do have a pair of Disney pajamas. I shouldn't say that. My Christmas pajamas. Uh, but short of that, um, <laughs> it's more for my son. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they actually do still have adult PJs on, on the shop Disney. Unless I they think they do. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And anything like that though, it's, 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 again, it's, if you're someone who likes to go to the Disney theme parks, which I, I think is probably somewhat core to your audience, then you want ways to experience some of the nostalgia of being at the theme parks when you're not at the theme parks. And I think all the stuff that we laid out has at least a, a small piece, if not core to making that connection. Absolutely agree. That's the great thing about everything we've talked about tonight. It makes you think of the theme parks, makes you think of your memories and the good times hopefully to come when things kind of get back to a more normal world. And look, if you're shopping for your, your favorite Disney fan and you don't know what to get him, you can always get him a gift card. Could always get him a gift card. And that leads to many things. I actually have waiting to be used Disney gift cards and a boathouse gift card. Nice. Now, uh, life hack. Uh, if you have a target red card, you can buy your Disney gift cards at 5% off. That and is if true. you have a BJ's membership, the $100 gift card is usually sold there for $95.99. So it's like 4% off. Right. It's, uh, you know, as my son calls it, that's free money. That is free money. Um, very interesting. I, I, I knew about the Target. I had forgotten about the BJ's, but it's good to know. If you use your perks reward, then you can get 1% back on top of the 4%, and then it's equal to buying it at Target. 
this is like the scene from the office where they're trying to explain something to Michael Scott. He's like, explain it to me. Like I'm five, <laughs> you know, this is because now I'm getting overwhelmed myself. <laughs> no, but well, I'm with you. Danger. If you let me talk too long, the math just starts to come out and it's getting late for me. So uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll just stop there with my, my discount hack shopping. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good. Uh, Dean, do you have any other gift items for tonight? No, you, you know, I think, I mean, I, we could probably go on all night because really sure. anything, anything that has that little, that little three circle sig signature on there, uh, you know, I want it. So, uh, you know, couple in, I mean, you, when you first told me about this, you know, my very uh, initial reaction was to be core Disney. Mm -hmm. But when you start to think about the Disney brand, right? you know, that's anything ESPN, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, ABC, like, there's a lot of stuff that falls under the Disney umbrella now. Right. Uh, 20th Century Fox. <laughs> so Simpsons. Um, so, you know, there's just so much that you can go into. But yeah, from, from, from my prepared remarks, uh, you have exhausted my list. Well, I think you did. A, uh, you put together a great list. I hope uh, you I hope we both have given our listeners some good ideas for their holiday shopping. This is we're going to be doing a few holiday themed episodes this month of the stuff we love podcast. And this was the first one. So this is tremendous. And um, I like it. This has been fun. This is great. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. It, it does get me in the Christmas spirit. It does mean I'll be opening my, uh, my shop Disney app right after we're done recording. And uh, you know, I may have to put a, a present under the tree for my, to me, from me. You need it. You deserve it. Thanks. I want you to do that. <laughs> that would be great. Um, Dean. Before we get to the Stuff We Love segment, I want to uh, give you an opportunity here on the podcast to tell our listeners where they can find you on social media. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the travel company for which you are. Uh, you're an owner, right? You're one of the owners of the company. I am. I, I am an owner. I, I appreciate that. So I am on Twitter uh, at CT underscore Mickey underscore man. Uh, I am a co-host of the Butter and Bacon podcast. So you can you can always look us up on Twitter, on Podbean, wherever you get your uh, your favorite app for uh, for listening to this podcast, you can go find ours. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AIOT Travel for the travel agency. And, uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of my Twitter time uh, ignoring the, the spewing venom that has been the last few months. And my focus is really Disney, some sports, uh, dad jokes, you know, all the... I, I try to keep it fun. I try to keep it light. But uh, if you have any questions on on travel, on travel agency, you can hit me there or at the travel agency podcast or travel agency Twitter handle. And yeah, please, please give our podcast a listen as well. We we focus on what we call the good stuff of Disney. So we uh, we have a lot of evergreen episodes. So while none of us have been able to travel uh, from the podcast, none of we've all chosen not to travel to Disney during this time. Um, the stuff we put out, uh, even our some of our older episodes, a lot of restaurant reviews, uh, park reviews, show reviews, movie reviews, um, a lot of theme park focused stuff too. But um, we, we try to get a sprinkle a little bit of everything, all, all the stuff that we love about Disney podcast and Disney. It's, it's a great podcast. And while so many Disney fans are home and not traveling, this is a great opportunity to virtually go to Walt Disney World through the Butter and Bacon podcast. Uh, I love the shows. I love the episodes. I'm not just saying that because you're my friend. I really uh, enjoy them. They bring me happiness. And everybody that I've told to listen to the Butter and Bacon podcast has not been disappointed. So awesome. I am more than willing to lose listeners to this podcast <laughs> if they no, no. jump over to Butter and Bacon. 
there are plenty of uh, extra hours in a day that the other one thing about my own podcast listening habits i did a lot of that in the car mm-hmm. uh, and i don't commute anymore so that has changed the way i not that i try i still try to listen but it changes the way i listen to podcasts right i agree with you on that uh, i also wanted to say a couple of words about adventures out there travel because one of the things that we're all doing as we hear about vaccines and look to 2021 we're thinking slowly but surely about what it's going to be like to travel again and get them back out there on our vacations and i have used adventures out there travel for several of my trips dean has been my agent and not only did the trips work out spectacularly, and that is because of Dean's guidance and assistance, but uh, I found them a pleasure to work with. So if you are planning a vacation or just want to have a conversation about what you should consider when planning a vacation, I would encourage all of you to reach out to Dean over at Adventures Out There Travel because he will make your vacation experience an extremely pleasant one. And for somebody like me that loves Walt Disney World, has been there a million times, and feel like I know everything about Walt Disney World. The truth is I don't. And uh, I think sometimes even the more you know, the more you can get overwhelmed with the decision making. And whether or not you're a Disney rookie or a Disney veteran, it really makes a lot of sense to speak with an agent. It comes at no extra cost to you. And um, Dean, you have guided me, as you know, on my vacation planning. And talking things out with you has helped make my trips better because we've come to... uh, You've given me advice. You've advised me on hotels, on restaurants, on theme parks, and what to do. It's all worked out perfectly. So all of my listeners, all I want for the holidays is for you to book a trip one day with Adventures Out There Travel. Thank thank you, Scott. I will say that the one thing that I find um, talking trips with the planner, usually there's one, sometimes two people plan the trip together, but usually we end up talking with with one of the folks of the, the party or the family or whoever's traveling. Or a solo traveler, in which case you're, you're talking to the only traveler. Um, especially if you're a veteran, a lot of folks have, have, like we talked about earlier, you have your haunts, right? You have, this is the hotel I like to stay in. These are the restaurants I like to go to. This is the order I like to do my theme parks. And I'm like that because I'm a Disney traveler as well as a Disney travel agent. Um, and so I've really enjoyed talking to people about their trip planning because they help me see it a different way. And hopefully I'm helping them see it a different way. And I know even with you, Scott, I, I I've got you to try a couple of hotels that maybe weren't on your initial list of things you were thinking about. Absolutely. And it lets you have a little bit different experience, which I think is a lot of fun for people. So uh, I appreciate everyone that I've been able to book with because they help me see Disney a little bit differently. Right. That's very true, Dean. Um, your guidance has been immaculate. And uh, <laughs> you're overselling it. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's what you're saying is very true. So uh, when you get when you're ready to travel, talk to Dean. Yeah, and, and if you feel you're ready between now and April, Universal has a 40% off sale going. So uh, hit me up, Dean at adventuresoutthertravel.com or on Twitter at the handles I mentioned before, and uh, I can I can explore that for you if you're interested. Just bring That's us a back deal. a souvenir. Just bring us back souvenirs. <laughs> yeah, we do want the souvenirs. Give me a, give me a Harry Potter wand. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, so uh, this is the part of the episode now where Dean and I are going to be talking about something that we recommend right now, something we're enjoying. could be a movie, an app, TV show, whatever it is. Dean, what is your Stuff We Love recommendation tonight? I'm I'm, I'm racking my brain because the easy answer right now for me is actually given the the, uh, how much we've been home and and how much we've been quarantined and things like that, I'm really enjoying streaming TV. Yes. Uh, Having The Mandalorian back is huge. So I'm enjoying Disney Plus right now. And, and I mentioned it before, but I'm, I'm really enjoying Hulu. 
Um, and Hulu was something I never would have tried, yeah. except that it came so cheaply in the Disney Plus package. Uh, right. So, uh, you know, just having access to all the NBC shows and, and having the Animaniacs rebooted, having Saved by the Bell rebooted. I, li- I was not feeling well last weekend. I literally sat in bed for a while before the NFL game started on Sunday, and I watched some of the new Saved by the Bell. It's delightfully cheesy. You're, uh, talking, make- about, but you're talking about the one on Peacock, right? Yeah, on Peacock. So, yeah, Dean, yeah. that was my Stuff We Love recommendation tonight, and we're going to get oh, it. No, 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 no. That's good. That's good. I'm very happy that you like it, because if you were going to say that you hated it, that would have been a problem yeah, for my... No, it's, did you watch? Um, I have three episodes left. Yeah, so, I mean, so you know what I'm talking about. It's it, It's got a whole new cast, so it, it is new kids. It's They're taking it from a completely different angle, which I appreciate, right. but the, the characters that are, are legacy do a great job of not taking themselves seriously. Right, and it's a lot of fun. I think if you were a fan of the first show, it's a lot of fun. I agree with you. And before I say a couple things about Say by the Bell, let me just go back to Hulu. Hulu has so much great stuff. One of the things that I'd recommend on there is a movie I watched earlier this year, which is exclusive to Hulu, called Palm Springs. It stars Andy Samberg, and um, it got great reviews when it came out. It kind of is actually suitable for 2020 because it deals with a Groundhog Day type situation. that's on Hulu, Pop Springs. Oh, didn't, didn't know, and I will look yeah. for that. Um, Say by the Bell, Go when I it. first saw the episode of the reboot, the first episode of the, re- the season, I thought to myself, I'm not sure I'm, I'm feeling this right now. But then what I realized is if you're a fan of the original, it has enough of that in there where you can enjoy it. And then at the same time, it's its own thing. It's kind yeah. of like it's distinct in its own way. And if, if you accept the fact that you're not going to watch I say by the bell, that's going to be about Zach, Kelly, Lisa, Jesse Screech and Slater and Mr. Belding. You know what I mean? But they're still going to be, there'll be elements of that in there, but with its own new set of topics tied to things that are relevant in today's society, it makes for a lot of fun. So I'm watching, I mean, the one I watched tonight, I watched one earlier, I was laughing out loud and it's cheesy and uh, it's not the greatest show in the world, but but I love it. You know, I, I think it's a show that if it came out weekly like a, a typical sitcom would i probably wouldn't be as into it the fact that i was able to sit down and power watch it in blocks i think helped there's have you finished the whole season what's that you finished the whole season i have yeah wow yeah all, all on sunday all while not feeling well <laughs> i am very happy and proud of you right now <laughs> and i'm looking forward to a season two I'm very happy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, I forgot about the stuff we love uh, recommendation. The other thing I would throw out there that's taking up a lot of my time is an app called Retro Bowl. And I can't remember if I remember the Retro Bowl. Retro Bowl. Yeah, it's really cheesy, like eight bit, uh, maybe 16 bit football graphics on your phone. Oh, yes. Um, It's reminiscent of Tecmo Bowl, if you remember that old game. Um, Absolutely. I can't remember if I I mentioned that last time because it's it's been... uh, an on and off addiction of mine for, for the last couple of months. Um, oh, wow. I am downloading it as we speak. And when I saw the screenshot, it made me think of Tech Mobile right away. Right. It, it's very Tech Mobile-esque. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's free. Uh, if you want the unlimited version, it's like a buck or two, and, and it adds a little bit of a dynamic to it. But, um, yeah, if you are a, a sports uh, video game junkie, it's, it's very easy to play. Uh, it does aggregate your stats, which is where the addiction comes in, because you just want to have the next game be 
bigger, better, funner. Uh, and if you get the unlimited edition, you can go in and name all the players. So I, I have a season going as a Jets fan where I made all the players my favorite Jets players from history. Is Ken O'Brien so, in there? Ken O'Brien is my quarterback. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Unbelievable. I can't believe we had the same idea, though. I mean, I, I was being generic and kind of doing streaming TV, but Saved by the Bell is, is one of those shows like that. I don't I don't know if you were a Beverly Hills 90210 fan. I was. They tried to do like a, a reboot of that. It was a, it was like a six episode uh, little clip thing. It was about them trying to put the show back on TV. So it was like a faux reality TV based on the TV show. Right. That, that wasn't done as well. And, and this is nothing like that. This is a stand, like you said, it's a standalone sitcom. Right. Um, by itself, but it has the elements. It's actually... Animaniacs is, is uh, sort of in the same realm, like it's a reboot of its original self, mm -hmm. but recognizes that it's 30 years later and, and modernized. I'm going to tell you something interesting related to Say by the Bell. I'm just looking something up because I want to make sure I identify the podcast the right way. I think I may have mentioned this on the air, um, one of the recent episodes. I just can't remember, but there is a new podcast out, which I really am enjoying. It is called Zach to the Future. And Mark Paul Gosler is on each episode, going episode by episode through the original Say by the Bell. And really? on the most recent one, they were talking about the episode where it's the prom and Zach is supposed to go with Kelly, but her dad loses his job. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, she backs out of the prom. You remember that episode? Oh, classic. Yeah. Classic that, episode. That so Tiffany Amber Thiessen, or she now goes by Tiffany Thiessen, was in that on the podcast with them, talking about the episode, Jack and his co-host, who is actually, I think, one of the writers of the new reboot. And she said that when she auditioned for Kelly Kapowski, the three finalists for the role were her, Elizabeth Berkeley, who became Jesse Spano, and Jenny Garth from 90210. So when you mentioned 90210, wow. it made me think of that. Wow. I once, well, yeah, yeah had a small role in Saved by the Bell back in the day. She did, as Screech's, uh, what was her name on the show? I, I mean, she, she was his uh, his girlfriend for several episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it also I don't know if you watched a Fuller House on Netflix. Some of season one, but I, I have not completed the whole thing. So I think now the way talking through say, the say by the Bell reboot, I'm looking at Fuller House the same way because I loved Full House. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And when I watched Fuller House, at least at the beginning, I was always comparing it to full yeah. house and just like say by the bell the reboot there are elements of it which you can like if you're a full house fan but it's its own show with its own cast of characters so it kind of kind of gives you the best of both worlds you have the original in there and the new and uh it makes for a lot of fun it's interesting that both full house and say by the bell have had recent reboots both on streaming services which is a reflection of where we're at in terms of 21st century entertainment it's also a reflection of how old we are that our shows can reboot with the, the main characters who were the teens in the original show are now of the parent age. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, somebody who turned 40 a couple weeks ago, I'm looking at stuff in a whole new way. It's weird. Nostalgia. Like, like getting old Disney merchandise for Disney Christmas presents. I like that. That's very true. <laughs> uh, so, Dean, anything else to add before we go to the wrap-up for tonight's show? No, this is great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, love joining you on the show. Love the show even when I'm not on it. So thank you. Uh, appreciate the opportunity once again to join you and talk some some fun Disney and 
other topics. I apologize. I, I, I feel like maybe some of your other guests and your other episodes don't quite derail as the ones when I'm in, but you, you get a little bit of my stream of consciousness dialogue and, and maybe that's positive and maybe it's not. I'm not sure. It is positive and makes for a great episode every time you're on. So uh, thank you for joining us tonight. And I'll just mention to our listeners where you could find the podcast. We are at stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com. We are on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram, Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel as well. Um, and uh, that's where we're at. And uh, I want to uh, wish all of our listeners a happy and wonderful holiday season. We're going to have some more episodes over the next few weeks related to the holidays, including a holiday music episode coming up, which will be a lot of fun. And uh, thank you uh, for listening. And to all of our new subscribers, welcome. Uh, Dean, it's been great. Thank you. And as always, we're going to go around the table one more time. I am Scott. I am Dean. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.